Hi, Mayamo Ari. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Podcaster Man. <laughs> and welcome. Not me. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's my episode. Welcome to this, the 34th episode of the Postponed Podcast. I'm surprised you guys let me do that. <laughs> uh, you know what? There's no method anymore. Ari, it's for our Spanish listeners, you know. Yeah, we really See. gotta tap into the Spanish market. Yeah, um, we, re- we, la <laughs> we redub every episode just in case they don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> here we are today. I'm here with my co-host Ari Froelich, Wesley Davies. I don't know why I said that. I've never said that before. <laughs> um, I'm I'm back. I'm back. I'm back <laughs> in the studio with my co-host. Uh, let me let me just ask you guys. You know how how are you doing this fine this fine uh, Wednesday afternoon? Well, I'm doing pretty dang good. Uh, I mean, I'm a little tired. I almost fell asleep before this. Mm. But I, I I know some conversation of moody, mo- bleh, movie analytics <laughs> will get me back in the groove. Uh, Maybe yeah. more comprehensible. <laughs> also, I have some fun news that's woken me up oh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what about you, Wes? Nice. Well, uh, you know, I've just been here podcasting. You know me, Method Podcaster, <laughs> Podcaster yeah. Man, a season arc two um, of the continuity <laughs> Um, I, I do all the, I do all the podcasting for real, by the way. I don't have a stunt podcaster do it for me. Um, <laughs> that is the way of podcaster man. He learns from inspector man. Um, but speaking of movies that might be good, might be bad. Ari, would you like to tell us about our first news story? Pickles. Pickles. Okay. So there's a movie coming out that we have talked about. It's a common Mimi on the show. An American pickle, where mm-hmm. Seth Rogen stars as a pickle man, a normal man who has been pickled, and a hundred years later, after he's been pickled, finds his son. And the trailer has dropped recently, so why don't we talk a little about that? Because we have all seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ari, do you want to give us your uh, interpretation? I was first? a little disappointed initially because I was hoping he'd be more pickled looking. <laughs> mm, yeah, but he's just a normal guy. <laughs> Zero out of ten, not pickled enough. Yeah, he wasn't pickled enough. Well, here's what I, I mean, thought is like I when we first talked about this, maybe like maybe we knew this and I just forgot. But I thought that he starts out in the current time and then goes a hundred years into the future, like the movie takes place in the twenty one hundreds. But <laughs> yeah, he's actually just some early twentieth century guy who gets transported yeah. into modern day. Which I don't know. I feel like that's less interesting. But I, I like that more. You like that more? I wanted yeah. to see what kind of futuristic pickle tech they would have gotten. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm surprised by, you know, it's def it's clearly a comedy. You know, it's definitely not a serious. But it film, seems like it has it's... more heavy themes about yeah. like loss of parents. It looks like it might actually be like, unironically good. I don't know about great, but like it seems like they put in some actual effort. Who knows? Maybe. It's no Adam. I, mean, I don't know. I can't really tell from the trailer. I can't tell either. Yeah. Like I mean, of course, the job of a trailer is to make the movie look good, so it might be absolute <laughs> garbage. But I mean, I just I, I was I was having trouble separating whether or not it was actually like entertaining looking, or whether I was just entertained that I finally get to see this thing that I've been yeah. talking about for a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting it down on paper right now, folks. I'm predicting a 68 uh, on Metacritic. That's, that's my prediction for this film, yeah. You don't think one guy's gonna want to change that? Mm, 67. There we go. Okay, <laughs> my prediction is a 68. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
See, just it's, a, so it's a closer. safe number, you know. Okay, my prediction is 67.5. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, it's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it looks competent enough. Um, I'm very interested to see Seth Rogen act with himself. That's really the aspect mm-hmm. that is most striking to me. Um, you know. Do you think they have someone else standing there just so we can talk to someone? No, they have a tennis ball and they animate him in later. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ball and a stick. It's like Grum. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like. I liked one thing about the trailer how when he's like, "We should start a pickle business," that his grandson is just like, "What? Like that's the dumbest idea ever." Because it is. Like it yeah. is. You thought your big American dream was to come to America and <laughs> that was my that was work the in a pickle part factory. Yeah. yeah, we'll see though. We'll see. Um, On that note, should we jump into Corona Corner? I think we shall jump right into Corona Corner. Todd Howard, cue that theme. It's Roman season. Coronas, and when you see me next, I'll be partying. <laughs> what a good Yay, theme! Excellent thanks, theme. Todd. It's thanks, great. Todd. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I'll just I'll just kick us off with just a little bit of update. Um, recently on an episode of Postpone, I commented that Jurassic Park had made it number one at the box office. Yet again, uh, the last two weeks have been dominated by films that were not released this year, one of which might surprise you. So this past <laughs> week, the original Ghostbusters was re-released for Independence Day weekend. I don't know why. It has nothing to do with Independence Day. Why not like Day, Independence but... Day? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm, Ghostbusters is a better movie, but I'm it just is, saying. It is, by far. Like... <laughs> um, made half a million dollar in, in ticket sales. That's pretty good. But the week before that, the 26th week of 2020, for those keeping track at home, um, <laughs> Zootopia <laughs> was number one at the what box was? office. Zootopia. Zootown is back, baby. Z- yep, yep, Zootropolis. it's back. <laughs> I don't know why they chose to re-release this of all films. It made a quarter million uh-huh. dollars. I I don't think Probably it's particularly it smart to dollars. do family films in theaters right now necessarily. But mm. this is also only American box office, so I don't even know where these theaters are open. They should do films about just lonely people. They should. They should. Who <laughs> don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Ari, would you like to tell us about our next thing? Well. I have some really uplifting news because the Batman and the Mission Impossible movies are now cleared to continue filming this summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Corona is spiking, going up, but who cares when we need movies more than ever? Exactly. (laughs) Where where are these being filmed? Oh, I think one was in the UK. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Uh, that makes more sense. I think Batman was filming in the UK. Right. Yeah. So I I don't know where Mission Impossible. What they can't they cannot Batman in the UK. I I I I have so many <laughs> comics and Gotham is not in the UK. I can't watch this movie. It's ruined. Uh, yeah. I can't believe uh, they also got a British guy to be Batman. <laughs> uh, Italy is for Mission Impossible Seven. All right. All right. Cool. Oh wait. Oh. Yeah. When it was in lockdown. Hey. I'm sure they wanted to. I mean, places. Mr. Possible, you know, they film in a lot of different places. It's yeah. a globe trotter. Yeah. Italy yeah, roaring back. It's just, it's just, you know, they're not filming in the US. <laughs> mm-hmm. As long as it's released here. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. all we care. <laughs> so we can get sick to watch them. Mm-hmm. Well, epic. They're, they're filming things again, you know. That's. At least these movies will be made, you know. That's yeah. someone. Those are They'll jobs. Come out someday. You know? 
<laughs> you think Donna the Dance will be cleared? You know, I don't know about that. I think they're still in quarantine there. Uh, <laughs> um, they don't have many uh, more scenes to film. But... Oh, because, yeah, that's uh, that's Moving the on US. to the next episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Walmart has been... They've unilaterally decided to turn their parking lots into make makeshift drive-in movie theaters this summer. Uh... I assume it's not at every Walmart. The uh, article does not make it clear which ones will be opening. Um, I assume that's kind of down to like which states are the most reopening. Possibly a Walmart near you. Yeah, but they have partnered with the Tribeca Film Festival to be releasing both new films and old films, you know? And you can drive in and watch them in a parking lot at Walmart. Yeah, all films are up on the table. (laughs) Starting this August at select Walmart stores, according to the tweet. Um, so, I don't know who gets the money. I don't know how much. Well, a I was is. asking. Like usually, like they have to like. I don't. I don't know what it like. They, do they just project it onto the Walmart store? Like, <laughs> nah. It, it seems here they've. I mean, this is a fake image, clearly, but it looks like they've set up a large screen in the center. Mm-hmm. It's a big flat screen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. who knows. Maybe they will project it just on the side of the. Walmart Do they take or all the monitors that they're selling in the Walmart store and just <laughs> build a screen out of them? Um, just put it on Netflix for like the next two hours. Yeah, yeah and it, then you watch it on your phone. <laughs> yeah, it does say uh, whether or not the movies will be free. With Walmart making its money through concession sales, remains to be seen. Um, I also don't. So they're gonna sell popcorn. They are. It seems. Um, uh-huh. I mean, they used a popcorn emoji in the tweet, so... (laughs) Um, Complete with car side popcorn and drink service with little emojis for each. This reminds me of, like, the founder. Drinking cars. The founder, when uh, whoever the the guy who the founder is went to, like, that at that fast food place and the person like gave him the wrong order and he was like, if only there were a better way to get stuff other than people (laughs) deliver it to your car. Yeah. Um, It's interesting for sure i i you know i've never been to a drive-in theater they seem fun i don't know if they do decide to ticket i don't know if that's done by vehicle or by number of people in the vehicle because i know that there's like the whole uh trope in films of sneaking kids into the trunk of a car to drive in so i don't know if it's <laughs> if it's like tickets or if it's just you know you have one car five dollars go watch the movie mm-hmm. but i assume if they're doing new releases they're probably not free because if you made a movie, you want to make some money. What if you it? just want to go to Walmart, but the whole part? <laughs> yeah, is exactly. Like, That's what I'm saying. Movie. Think yeah. about the Walmart customers. What if you go and spend like a whole day shopping at Walmart? You come out, ooh, there's a movie. Do you have to pay now to go to get your car? Yeah. <laughs> You're asking great questions, Ari. Yeah. <laughs> they should put you, you know in charge. Me. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all we have for coronavirus news this week, which is good okay. that we don't have too much to talk about in terms of the virus. Yeah. Yeah. Tom oh, we Howard, get... roll the. Wait. The outro. <laughs> the outro. <laughs> Bye for the episode. It's just it's the over. same thing, but like reversed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
He, he yeah. made the woo. Oh, oh yeah. fuck. He that was died. him. He, yeah. He's gone. Yeah. But he, you know, he, he made it to 91. Yeah. And he, he's, he's been he's, he's had making scores since career. the 40s, I think. Mm-hmm. Late 40s. What did he, uh, do you know what we di- he died of? Uh, uh, yeah. Non-corona. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I do know. It's complications resulting from a fall. Um, really? Damn. Yeah. Not a fall from grace, though. Yeah. Uh, get on yeah. He's still get standing on, strong. Yeah. Yep. Uh, other other notable works by him being The Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, a lot of John Carpenter movies, the ones that John Carpenter doesn't write the music for himself. Yeah, uh, The some Thing Dar- had some music from him, I think. Mmm, nice. Probably, uh, I don't know, Battle on Mars or whatever that one is. <laughs> um, a few Dario Argento films, uh, not Suspiria, but, you know. Yeah, um, a lot of and, his early films. Yeah, and some uh, Brian De Palma films, and a bunch of others, but yeah. Uh, very, very big composer. One of my I think favorites. it's worth noting, he, his only Oscar was, I believe, for the Hateful Eight score, which is very good, you know, I can't deny that. It's mm-hmm. the best part of that movie. But he and probably also, deserved, like, ten times more. <laughs> yeah. And also, his score for Once Upon a Time in the West is one of the five best-selling original instrumental scores ever for any film, and has sold over ten million copies, so that's pretty good. Nice. I'm, I'm surprised to see it's that one and not Good to the Bad and the Ugly, but, you know, whatever floats your, your dinghy. Whatever, <laughs> whatever floats, your, floats your horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. very well, sad. That's, that's a real shame. It's very um, unfortunate. I, I, I think, th- does that conclude our news then? Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll go into the movie now. Ah, I thought you'd say that, but you've been pranked. <laughs> Got uh, him. There is something very important we must do before the movie this episode. Right. Is our sponsor. The 100-sided die has sponsored this episode. Oh, boy. It's not a sphere. It's not a sphere. It's not a ball. Don't call it a sphere. It's a die. It's a multi-sided die. Mm-hmm. A D100, sometime... as they say. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they... Uh... It might struggle to balance or stay on one side. It might roll for a while, but it's not a ball. It just looks like a ball. Mm-hmm. And that is what our sponsor has to say about 100-sided die. If you want your 100-sided die, go to 3-sided-die.pwn.cube.sides. <laughs> when six is too few and a million is too much, yeah. Yeah. settle for an 100-sided die. If you want a percentage, random percentage. <laughs> Alright, that was the sponsor. Now we can go talk about police I like story. that. I like that. Not knowing when it's going to come, you know? I've mm, never seen yeah. a pre-spotlight uh, uh, yeah. sponsorship before. That's very interesting. Well, they're, they're really pushing They for rolled it. a die and said, uh, that's how much we'll pay. <laughs> they still die, so that's the time code. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to start it. Do you guys know that an actual 100-sided die is two dice? One is, like, the... One is the like the tens place and then one is the one place. See, that's boring. Just two ten-sided dies. That's exactly. Real... That's double <laughs> the work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I have to roll two dice? Ugh, I can't even Ugh. carry one. <laughs> yeah. How roll am I going to play backgammon? <laughs> and then take out your magnifying glass to see what it landed on. Yeah. <laughs> your electron microscope. Yeah. All right. So, Spotlight Film. I recommended the 1985 film by Jackie Chan. That's right, he directed it. He also stars in it. And he wrote it. And he wrote it, you know. And he did all the stunts himself. Yep. (laughs) Um, This movie 
is I don't think I said the name of the movie. It's called Police Story. <laughs> <laughs> it's Police Story. Um, it is a movie that I first it first came to my attention at the tail end of 2018. I became briefly obsessed with Hong Kong action thrillers. And by briefly, I mean it was a period of two weeks where I watched like 10 of them, and that was it. Uh, and one of the ones that I watched was this film. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I didn't really consider it again until just recently. It was added in glorious HD to the Criterion channel, where I watched it again, and I said, you know what? That was, that was pretty fun, you know? I enjoyed that a lot. So I decided right then that I was going to swap out my other... Uh, movie that I had picked to do for this recommendation. Also a Hong Kong film. Alright. But uh, I decided to do this because I thought that, you know, Ari might appreciate a bit of an action film instead of these other things that I recommend, you know. <laughs> when I was younger, one of the movies I used to watch on repeat, of which there are many, as uh, you will no doubt know if you listen to the podcast regularly, one of them was the film The Spy Next Door, which is a Jackie Chan film in a, that he made in America. Codename Kids Next Door. You know, he does his own stunts in it, but it's just, <laughs> I wish I wish I'd been watching this movie instead because then I might have actually learned something. Because I think not only is this a good action movie, I'd argue it's a pretty solid piece of filmmaking for the most part, you know. It's nothing revolutionary, but it's, you know, it's well shot. I love the use of zoom-ins and everything. Um, it's got an engaging story. Uh, it's pretty well paced, even when it gets slow in the middle. And like I said, the, the camera work is just fantastic. I can't stress enough how much I love the snap zooms and all the crazy things that happen. So yeah, I enjoy this movie. I'm interested to see if you guys enjoyed it also. Whoever wants to go first can. Nice. Yes. Well, I'll go. All if right. that's okay with you, Ari. That is. That is A-okay with me. Awesome, a awesome. Uh, th- thank you, thank you. Um, I was talking about Ari, but okay. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I also, I like this movie a lot. I thought, yeah. you know, the, the, the action was good. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny, and those were the yes. two things that it was really trying to be, and I think it nailed it. Um, Action yeah. comedy. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I'd say there wasn't a lot that I didn't like about it. The only thing is that I'd say maybe the best action scene is the first one, mm-hmm. and then it kind of like it has to like catch up from there. But like, I agree. But it's it like that first scene is like amazing. So like, of course you can't top that. But I'd say as a whole, the whole movie it kept me very entertained. I like it was a lot funnier than I expected it to be, and I liked that for it. And yeah, it was, it was just a really good time. All right, cool, cool. All right. Well, I haven't seen very many action adventure martial arts comedies in my time. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think this one was pretty terrific. Oh, got him! Oh. <laughs> got him! <laughs> got him. Oh. No, actually, I really liked it because it actually was far more funny than I would have anticipated it being. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, and the, it's such a unique version of not only comedy but also like action that you don't really get a lot in Western movies. Where's Chewbacca? <laughs> Do you hear that? Yeah, I heard Chewbacca. <laughs> You're looking on the floor. That's so scary. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know what I did. It sounds like it's some toy. Yeah, I it mean it's Jack's like room. Chewbacca's it's probably on a your toy. Floor. Yeah, that was definitely a Chewbacca. I'm sorry, Ari, to interrupt you with whatever that 
No, it wasn't was. you. It was Chewie. Yeah, did. Ah, yeah. yeah. Han Solo died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> oh, yes. Spoilers for episode two. I was gonna say episode nine, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I think I got most of what I wanted to say initially from my initial impressions out there. All right. It's yeah. it's it's very funny and yes. Yeah. Initially. <laughs> Yeah, the action was really cool and unique, and it was it was funny. So I guess I'll do the plot really quickly. Yes. I think I got the plot down pretty well, um, so I'll just go through that quick as I can. Um, Jackie Chan is, as the title would have you believe, uh, a police. A police story. He is a police, and this is his story. <laughs> yes. He is a member of the Hong Kong police squad, I guess. And they are, at the beginning of the film, in the middle of uh, a bit of a drug bust, I guess. They go to this hillside community. Um, uh-huh. I say that it sounds like a resort. It's just a <laughs> it's bunch of shacks on a hill. Uh-huh. Um, and as Wes says, this is the greatest action scene of the film. Really, the way this film is laid out is it's not nonstop action. I watched mm-hmm. the sequel before this episode as well. I did not expect anyone else to watch it because I didn't tell them to. Um, and while it's not nearly as good of a film, I will say there is more action in it, and it is consistently as good as the action in this movie. It's just less interesting of a film, I think. Um, but this movie is kind of two, uh, bookends that are these big action scenes with a little, a little bit of stuff sprinkled in the middle, you know? You got, a, you got some nice little hand-to-hand fights, you got, uh... Uh, courtroom drama that we'll get to. It's all sorts of, all the stuff you want in a Hong Kong action thriller. Um, but so in the beginning of the film, they're doing this bust on this guy named Chu, and he's come to this place, and all of his bodyguards are around, and they notice that the police are there with their earpieces, so they get in this whole shootout, they get in this chase. Jackie Chan manages to handcuff Chu's girlfriend, uh, named Selena, and then chases him in this epic bus chase, also, one of the greatest car chases possibly in film history, where they just drive straight through all of the buildings on the <laughs> side uh, of this hill. That made me laugh so hard. Yeah, it's like, amazing. Protect the civilians, and then as they're driving through, they <laughs> blew up like the entire the town. Yeah, things are blowing up. Like so <laughs> that scene funny. is the reason I wanted you to watch it in HD because mm-hmm. that scene looks incredible, and I j- I can't believe they actually did that. Mm-hmm. But uh, he manages to catch the guy on a bus. And um, they are unable to charge him for various reasons. He's he does catch him with an umbrella. With yeah. an umbrella. He, he's definitely a master of prop fighting. He uh-huh. uses what's around him to fight. Uh, he catches the guy, and unfortunately the police are not able to directly charge him for whatever reason, lack of, of evidence. So what ends up happening is they use the girlfriend, Selena, as their lead witness in their, in their prosecution of him. But, you know, because she's an important witness, they need to keep her safe, so they assign Jackie Chan to sort of be her bodyguard for for the day esteemed um, police story jackie chan yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah, at first it's very clear she doesn't want him to be there she doesn't believe she's in any actual danger so he has his police friend come in disguise to like attack her sort of so he can rescue her and convince her that she actually needs protection mm-hmm. uh but when leaving to go to his apartment where she'll su- she'll supposedly be safer they're actually attacked by choose men um, in this is probably my favorite hand-to-hand fight in the whole film. I think they're flying all over the place, mm-hmm. batting yeah. him with, uh, with yeah. pipes. 
the they doors are being like other. hit off the car. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very scared, so she comes with him to his apartment. They go inside, and his girlfriend May is there to celebrate his birthday with a cake. And the lights go on, and he's standing there with a woman in her nightgown. First of many cakes. Yeah, yes. so <laughs> she's understandably upset, and through uh, various uh, scenes, he manages to convince her, you know, oh, it's just a witness that I'm protecting. But while he's what outside is- trying to convince May not to go, uh, Selena is inside and sees a picture of the police officer from earlier that had attacked her, and thinks, oh, okay, well, if that's fake, the other one was probably also fake. So she takes the recording device that Jackie Chan has been using to get evidence, uh, erases the thing, and then records something new on it. Um, So when the next day she has disappeared and Jackie Chan is forced to go to the uh, court case without without the actual witness, he uh, struggles to defend himself because the lawyer, you know, he does a pretty good job. You know, I actually quite like the courtroom scene. It's really funny because it's styled after British courtrooms where they all mm-hmm. wear the wigs still. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah, it was funny. He plays the recording device and she has recorded it to make it sound like they are uh, engaging in some naughty activity. Mm, up uh, to no she, good, as they say. Yeah, she sits on a cactus and he's like, ooh, that hurts. He's like, you're going to break it. Don't sit on that. Uh-huh. Uh, My pride and joy. (laughs) That was so funny. Everyone laughs, you know, everyone laughs. He gets laughed out of the courtroom. His girlfriend leaves. Um, And then for the next 30 minutes, just, you know, little things are happening. There's this scene where he's alone at the police station and has to answer all of the calls at once. It's pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he ends up finding out from who he thinks is his friend, where Selena is, but it turns out it's a setup. So he goes to rescue her and is ambushed, and then one of the cops is there, and he's like, oh, you're a traitor. One of, his, one of the cops named Inspector Man. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is a man who inspects. Yeah. So and snake eyes. They use yes. Jackie Chan's gun to shoot the officer. He manages to escape, but now he's being hunted because they think that he killed that officer, right? He walks into the police station to explain, and they're like, I'm sorry, we have to arrest you on charges of murder. So he takes the police commissioner hostage, drives away, and the police commissioner's like, okay, I won't send them after you until I get back to the thing. You have this amount of time to figure out how to catch them, right? Because everyone, everyone very clearly believes he's in the right, but they have to follow the law, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so I mean, Jackie Chan can't manages... can't see the whole bus at once. You know, <laughs> kind of got caught. Jackie Chan manages to track these people down. Selena gets involved again to, like, extract data out of some computer. There's this big fight scene in a mall where everyone's, like, trying to get the briefcase. And then yep. at the very last moment, the briefcase is thrown over the edge, and Jackie Chan jumps down three, three flights. Three times. <laughs> of, yeah. He jumps down three flights of a mall, sliding down, like, a line of light bulbs. Uh-huh. Um, Break, dislocates his pelvis. Oh, you mean in real life in Jackie real life. Chan? In real life. Not just the character. Okay, No, yeah. in real life, Jackie Chan dislocated his pelvis doing that. And, and also got second-degree burns on his hands. Really? Second-degree? Yeah. So he manages to catch the, the villains, and then he, like, beats up the the lawyer, and it freeze frames on that, and that's the end of the yeah. movie. And the, <laughs> the commissioner is just like, or, or the the chief is like, you're gonna have to help me write this report, and the commissioner goes, "What report? I didn't see anything. Bye." Yeah, <laughs> and that's when the movie ends. 
Um, yeah, I would have appreciated maybe a little bit longer an ending. Yeah, but one of the best parts of the movie is how he ends his film with, with the behind the scenes mm-hmm. of the film. And uh-huh. they're they're yeah. pretty good in this one, but in Police Story Two, the only clips they use are the ones that go horribly wrong. So it'll show a stunt go wrong, and then show the actors just covered in blood. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> and then uh-huh. over the top assistant of makeup. Yeah, Jenna and that's him Carly. singing. <laughs> it's worth noting that is Jackie Chan singing during the credits. Really? Yeah, that oh. is him. He is nice. a bit of a he's a bit of a singer in China, you mm. know. Nice. Man, what can what can this man not do? Die. Uh, <laughs> die, definitely. It's one of the things he can't mm. do. So I don't really know how we're going to go about talking about this sort of action movie, because the only action movies we've done before have mostly been sci-fi films, so there's a lot to talk about in terms of world building and everything. This takes place in the real world, and... You know, we got to make do with what the film actually has. You know, we got to talk about the filmmaking. We got to talk about the Jackie Chan and how he does the stunts for real. You know, Um, I'm interested to see what uh, made you two like the movie. Well, I mean, a lot of it is just I feel like I love it more because I'm so like new to this type of action. I'm yeah. almost a Jackie Chan virgin, you could uh-huh. say. <laughs> you could. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't Kung Fu Panda. That's true. He's uh <laughs> monkey. He I the, think. I think he's monkey. The monkey. Yeah, he's the monkey. Yeah. Oh well, I don't really remember that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's the thing people recognize him and admire him for. Like, kind of are highlighted here. I'm sure in other movies, but like. Mm-hmm. They aren't messing around when they say he looks no, looks like he knows how to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, it's like I mean, you can tell, and he mixes his comedy with it too. I mean, I know that involves with the mo- uh, the fifty paintings of frame, <laughs> kind yeah. of whatever it's called. <laughs> like it's mixed together really well. There's a lot of funny moments, and it's like when I was first watching, I'm like, I think I'm laughing at it. I don't feel like I feel like I'm laughing at the movie where it's supposed to be serious because that's what. It's because I'm not used to those things being intertwined. Mm-hmm. But as I go on, I realize that it's, it's actually, like, really, like, self-aware that this stuff is supposed to be funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's like, it's over the top, and yet very well done at the same time, which I mm-hmm. feel like is kind of hard to pull off. But, like, when you can pull it off, it makes it really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, extremely entertaining. And, God, the amount of uh, different uh, stunts mm-hmm. that I'm just like, ooh, because usually when someone gets thrown off a building in a movie, I don't go, ooh. Yeah, because they yeah, don't show but, it, you know? They cut to yeah. them on the ground mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like, like it's very obviously tell. a stuntman. Yeah, but because yeah. these are definitely professionals who know what they're doing, mm-hmm. they'll show, like, one of the first stunts in the film is during that opening shootout, like, a roof collapses, and you just see the guy fall two stories, and it's like... That guy had to do that. You know, I just watched mm-hmm. the whole thing happen. Yeah. That was real. Or, or you see Jackie Chan throw a woman into a pool from, like, yeah. the roof. <laughs> or tear her from the back of a Vespa. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that one was probably a stuntman. Yeah, yeah. Because she is not a martial artist. Yeah, but yeah. All, May does but either all of her way, stunts. Either way, looks well. You know? That's nice. May and everything. Yeah, I think he's also just, like, a really charming character. Like, mm-hmm. he's just... He's just 
he's such such a funny guy like I, especially that phone scene i think is one of the best in the movie yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just it's just so funny he's mixing up everyone's calls he's got like four phones at once holding them all in different <laughs> positions and it's like you wouldn't expect to find this in some like action movie but it's great and i think it's all mm-hmm. the better for it there's a poop joke in this movie he literally when he goes to the police station he steps in in cow shit Mm-hmm. And that's just in and this a, movie, you know. And one time someone pisses themselves early that's on. That's true, early on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of telephone humor, and I think about it. It's like at least three separate separate occasions. Yeah, I love like, how overconfident he is in his own ability, and then the second he gets caught in his shenanigans, usually by his girlfriend, he just instantly drops the act and is like, "No, no, 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 no! I swear it wasn't true," you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the scene when he's in the shower and thinks Charmingly that only pathetic. I would say is a good yeah. term to describe it. He's yeah. not a good. Sorry, you continue, Wes. No, no, no I was just saying that the scene when he's in the shower and his girlfriend can hear him and like, uh, immediately so when he realizes that she's there, gets the third pie in the face. I think really, yeah. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were saying, Ari. I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of one of the things that I think is interesting is he manages to do a pretty wide variety of different things in the film. Because, like, with an action movie, it can get repetitive, you know, especially mm-hmm. with these martial arts films. And this kind of... Because there's, there's two different types of Hong Kong action films. There are the martial arts films... Like, you know, like Ip Man is a series dedicated to just a guy being very good at martial arts. Right. Jackie Chan's earlier films are like Drunken Master and they're all things that have master in the title. Or you got like the Bruce Lee films. Right. Those right, are right. martial arts. And then there's the John Woo stuff where it's guys with guns fighting in a restaurant full of bird cages and it's the coolest scene ever, you know. <laughs> and this kind of bridges that gap of like having an inner city cop who also is very good at martial arts, you know? Yeah. And so this movie has car chases, he latches himself onto a bus with an umbrella, and then he also beats up 15 guys with a metal pipe. He has an action chase in a mall. You know, there's all sorts of different types of action happening in the film. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, even, like, the first action scene, like, that first 15 minutes of the movie has more variety in its action than, like, most modern action movies, I'd say. Yeah. Like, you you have car chases, you have foot chases, you have cars going through a village, you have him hanging onto a bus by an umbrella. Like, you, you literally have it all in that first yeah. scene. Yeah. And it, it just it just goes to show, like, the breadth of all the different types of action in this. As much as I like this movie, like, nothing tops that opening 15 minutes. It is mm-hmm. not only perfect action, but, like, it sets up everything you need to know immediately because mm-hmm. credits happen and then you hear the commissioner explain who the villains are he says this is the villain this is his girlfriend she's important we need to get her you know Mm -hmm. cut to them outside the village we see the characters that we need to see and then the action begins like it sets up everything pretty perfectly i think yeah um the only thing that i don't think comes back maybe it does and i just missed it the guy that does piss himself i don't think he's relevant ever again So it's a very contained scene, too. Like, there's no reason to dedicate time to this character, but it shows that Jackie Chan, you know, he's resolved, he's calm in a situation like this. He's like, get a hold of yourself, man. Right. Um, And then he drives a car through 15 buildings and they all explode. 
Yeah. Yes. You get a lot of his character from the first scene. Yeah. And along with all the extreme violent vari- like variation, variation in the mm-hmm. fight scenes, there's also a huge amount of variation throughout the film mm-hmm. in terms of like what the film is. Because it starts as, you know, an action movie adventure. Yeah. And then it turns into a horror film. And then, a, and then it's basically uh, a rom-com drama. at one point, you know. Yeah, rom-com, mm. courthouse drama, scary movie. And I, I cannot stress how much I like that courtroom scene because it seems like it should be the most boring part of the film, and I don't know how you guys felt really about funny. it. No, they, they like, managed to make it entertaining, for it sure. It is entertaining, and also, that lawyer is really, really good at his job, you know? Like, you feel like, <laughs> oh, they got him. What is he gonna do to get out of this one, you know? Uh, and then he's like, yeah. ooh, you don't see both sides of the bus. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like I'm watching Phoenix Wright, or whatever that game is, uh-huh. where he's just like, I object. He yeah. has a little toy bus. <laughs> yeah. Going back, one thing that I thought was really interesting when I was watching it, yeah, because it's my first time watching it, um, when Jackie Chan's friend, like, first uh, attacks, right, the person he's supposed to be protecting, um, and you don't know, like, because before then you see the drug boss calling an actual hitman to come over, so you think it's that guy, and during that whole fight scene, I was like, okay, this movie's, like, over-the-top action, but this is just, like, downright, like, stupid like yeah. how incompetent this guy is but then it's it's actually explained at the end so like somehow they yeah. managed to do like they managed to like use your expectations of this movie being an action comedy against you in that scene because mm-hmm. you're expecting it to that's actually like a real fight and then it gets it turned out that it's just jackie chan being and, up to no good and even yeah. as incompetent as he is like the sounds when the knife like hits the floor constantly like they're very loud and impactful it's like this guy is a threat you know, he's incompetent, mm-hmm. but this will actually kill her. So you, you almost feel that tension despite it being so clearly someone that's bad at the job. And you know she's not going to die in the opening. You right, know? right, yeah. But, but like, the way that sounds are used, like, everything not only looks like it hurts, it sounds like it hurts. And Ari, you you actually watched the the Every Frame of Painting video, right? I have. I, I don't know if you noticed, there's a scene where they fight on a playground with metal pipes. That's in the second film. The sound those pipes make when they hit people, like, you cringe when you hear it. Because it's like, that just broke that man's bone, for sure. <laughs> Face is gone. Yeah. No, but I, I totally agree with the, uh, that stupid, uh, incompetence uh, fighter guy. The horror scene. Because I was 100% like, yo, what did Nick make me watch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first scene was so dope. What is this guy doing? Uh-huh. And then I realized that's the point. I'm like, ah, clever movie. Yeah. You got me. And then when she uh, she smacks the pot on his head, knocking him out, and he starts puppeting him and like, yeah. uses his, fa- his mouth to pull the face closer to him. He he has he breaks the, the phone cord so then she can't call the police, but then he yeah. has to fake a call to the police, and as he's doing it, the cord just like falls out. <laughs> like oop, let me put this back like it's great yeah yeah i was not expecting this to be one of the more funny movies we've seen mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this is up there in Definitely. my opinion at least Definitely. it's one of the it's funnier funny. movies I've seen. it's like batman humor you know like yeah. <laughs> except like more mature like better right now. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, like, it's like an in-between. Yeah. It's it's a different kind of self-aware. The movie's self-aware, but the jokes aren't necessarily. Whereas Batman, you listen to it, and it's like while they were writing it, they were like, this is so dumb, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I was even... It was so obviously self... Uh, 
ref, like self-aware the Batman movie, but I still like kind of felt like in my head that it wasn't. That mm-hmm. this one the whole time, like when I was watching Police Story, I'm like, this is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. I didn't catch many flaws at all as I was watching it. Yeah, you're not. It's yeah. like with Batman. Sometimes you're thinking like, this is so dumb. Like Nick was saying, <laughs> but like with this one, you're exactly. like, oh, this is clever. Like it's exactly. it's like you know it's not realistic, but I'm having a good time. Yeah. Um. There's so... some slapstick, but I mean, it's not bad slapstick. Yeah. It's not bad as much as I don't. As much as I don't like no, I don't like slapstick very much. But yeah. I mean, I I mean I. I didn't mind it. It wasn't I'll, a. Gr- I'll keep egregious. that in mind when I inevitably recommend a Buster Keaton film, uh-huh. and when I recommend Shaw the Sheep. <laughs> when I recommend Three Stooges. Yeah. <laughs> the entire TV show. Yeah. <laughs> the Great Mouse um, Detective. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Rat again. Um. So. I want to see Shaw the Sheep though, but that's beside of... the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I took this opportunity to recommend an every frame of painting uh, video because you know I I like that channel. Um, they make very very good content, and unfortunately they don't do it anymore. But the guy that runs every frame of painting now makes uh, like uh, supplemental material for Criterion releases, so you know that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but his video on Jackie Chan is probably the every frame of painting I've seen the most number of times. Because it's, it's just wonderful watching him do what he does. And I'm sure Ari remembers there's a part in there where it shows all the bloopers of him in the police office scene during when he has all the phones and everything. Yeah. At one point he says, I need to get a pencil to write something down. And he like slides over a, to a desk and like kicks a pencil up and catches it with his open hand. Yeah. And in the Every Frame of Painting video... It shows they're on take, like, 78 when they finally get it right. Because he's just like, we need to actually have this in the film. This complete throwaway. Uh Like, you don't even really notice it other than just like, oh, that was kind of funny. But he's such... He's so dedicated to, like, getting the stunt right. That even a little thing like that he'll spend forever on just to get it perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's very impressive the amount of effort that's put into these types of things, I think. And also yeah. the fan one, which wasn't it wasn't this film, but mm-hmm. when he's throwing fans around, that's like, also wonderful. And yeah, also, like, how many takes <laughs> in the uh, in that same video, the one where he's naked in the streets of Hong Kong or whatever, oh, and he keeps using so things funny. to cover himself. Like that's like perfectly choreographed. I don't know how they that probably took forever, and he's got to stand there for eighty takes, not wearing <laughs> anything. You know? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's very good at what he does. And Do you know that, which film that one was from? Uh, no, I don't know. I j- I've only seen... Naked of and his, Afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I, of his Hong Kong films, I've only seen this in Police Story 2. And Police Story mm-hmm. 2, you know, it's got some good action. It has, a, you know, like I said, the fight with the pipes. It's got this fantastic scene where they drive a car into the restaurant that whole fight is incredible like that might be the most painful looking fight i've ever seen even the ending of this film when he's fighting them in the in like the retail store mm-hmm. there's a part where he slams someone through glass right and then slams him down into another glass pane below him yeah so like that's so good you know mm-hmm. you know it's fun it's yeah. fun yeah it, it's so fun mm-hmm. apparently that was the only stunt he didn't do really driving a motorcycle through like those all the panes of glass i'm not sure if i yeah. got that from wikipedia or the fair f- enough uh paint with the painting 
mm-hmm. frame move film thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Every paint, um, frame of painting. From a technical aspect, you know, we've talked a lot about the stunts, but this is something that Ari also would have seen in the video is the way that these films are edited is very important. Beyond my obsession with snap zooms, which are fantastic in the opening of this film, you'll see someone out of focus in the background. They'll turn fast and the camera will just like blow up on their face. Um, it's very, that happened a lot in Suspiria, you know? I love right, me a snap right. zoom. Um, the way that his films are edited, and I am directly stealing this from every frame of painting. This is not my uh, commentary. This is actually what he says is in a lot of American films, action things, and we're, we're victim of this too. This is how I edit our fight scenes because we can't actually fight. We're no good at it. So we have to hide the fact <laughs> that we can't fight right. by someone will like punch someone. And the second that the punch connects or looks like it connects, it'll like cut to a shot where they've already been punched. And that shortening of the shot makes it seem more violent. It makes it harder to notice that it's fake. Whereas in this, uh, someone will go in for a punch and then the next cut, their hand will be further back. So there's more emphasis on the punch when it goes in and it almost feels worse because you actually see it connect and you're like, oh my God, that was full force right there, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of like cutting the specific part where the contact is cut out, Mm -hmm. it's when the jet in the Jackie Chan films, it's cut so that there's more room for your mind to adjust to the new angle so you can see the act, that punch coming. So it's like a almost like a double take or like yeah. a replay of like the second before and then you get the whole full-on vision of that contact happening. And yeah, exactly. When it is noticeable, that's good because he wants you to notice it. He wants you exactly. to watch the it's whole perfect. the whole stunt happen. I mean, yeah, it's better than like... It's effective. Because like a lot of like Western action movies feel like there's just like too many cuts that like kind of hide the action so it's mm-hmm. it's kind of more implied whereas like with this way like you, you think like one way to avoid that is just do like extremely long takes with the action but this just shows a way that you can actually have it edited in a way that makes you really feel that impact and really can tell that they're actually doing this yeah and one of one of the funny things about it is like in a western action film yeah, I was gonna say Die Hard, but Die Hard's a bad example. I think something like the Die Hard sequels, maybe. Um, you'll get Bruce Willis will punch a few guys, and then by the end of the movie, he's all bloody and bruised, right? But he doesn't really do that much, he just takes a couple punches. This movie, you see Jackie at the end, he looks miserable, but he's also been thrown through 15 planes of glass, has been hit with vases, you know, uh-huh. drove a motorcycle through a window, and then jumped off a three-story building. Yeah, I, and, I don't know who breaks more glass. Uh, <laughs> this or John Wick in uh, Parabellum. Yeah, it's up there, it's up it's there. It's a toss-up, for sure. Um, but, like, it's almost... Glass. Even though it, we see more of the action happen, it's actually less realistic. Like, these people would probably be dead, mm-hmm. but because we see it happen, it it feels like when we see them so injured, it feels deserved. Like, oh, that hurt, and I can see how that's affected him. Right. And that's part of what makes him such an interesting hero, is he's not invincible at all. He gets mm-hmm. hurt a lot in this movie, and as, as the video points out, all of his movies, he'll use a joke where you know he and the guy he's fighting both get hurt and they take a moment to be like oh ow ow owie you know mm-hmm. in the middle of their fight and he uses that for comedy you know it makes him seem more like an actual human that could exist right it's very fun you know yeah there's definitely more pain in like mm-hmm. the action movies you just see in 
the Western things because, I mean, just because your hero is supposed to be, you know, so righteous, that doesn't mean they should, you know, be oblivious to all this pain. I mean, the only pain you see is just the marks that some makeup artist put on their face, but, like, I don't think there was too much of the pain in this movie, but you, you can definitely feel him being beat up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know he's gonna win, but you're, you're always on his side, you're like, ooh, how's he gonna get out of this one, you know? Yeah. It's clear he's not a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a guy. They're all beautifully choreographed fight scenes, you know? They do the thing that uh, all movies should do, where goons attack more than one at a time. You know, yeah, it's not exactly. just, like, turn-based <laughs> combat. Everyone, uh-huh. especially in that scene in the parking lot, where he's attacking all the people that have come to kill Selena, like, they'll lunge at him and he'll, like, smack him with a door and then throw them through a windshield and the car will fly at him and he'll jump over it, you know? It's yeah, great. like, he has, he has, like, no time to think about what's actually going on. Like, if that was, like, a real <laughs> yeah. fight, he'd be dead. He, yeah. he's just oh, yeah. He's just managed to choreograph it in such a way that every, like, everything that he does is so perfect and at the right time and it's all happening mm-hmm. so quickly. That mm-hmm. That's what makes it so great. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it, you feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. Very well see done, more Jackie. In more movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. modern movies yeah like and mo- like english movies they should they have a lot to learn yeah speaking of also like how fast paced and like diverse the combat is i felt like the story also is man manages to like change like a whole yeah. lot throughout it because it starts off as like a drug bust which is like a genre for a movie like a whole movie could be that except they managed to do that in like 20 minutes and then it becomes like an escort mission where he has to like be her bodyguard (laughs) and then she escapes and it becomes a courtroom drama and then it becomes like a movie where he goes rogue and like like has to turn on the police department (laughs) yeah exactly and it's it's like it's doing all these different things at once and like it covers so much more ground in terms of the story as well as the action than most other movies like mm-hmm. would do times five. Like it's, it's just like so fast paced and so diverse. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screw you, the Irishman. <laughs> the police exactly. story. Yeah, I mean, What's if I that? had to give any negatives about the film, I think post courtroom drama, pre him taking a hostage. I think that's the slowest part of the film. But even then, you know, there's the part where he talks to his girlfriend and his yeah. car goes flying through a phone booth, you know? Exactly. Which um, was really funny. It's it's never boring. It just gets to the point where it's like, okay, let's get back to You're waiting you know, for what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, because he's just um, talking about having dinner with her mom. Yeah. Or at least relative for this film because you're used to everything being so fast. Exactly. And then, yeah, the movie spoils you is the thing. It does, you know, it does. By giving you so much so quickly. Um, yeah. And I, you know, but it doesn't that, feel like anxiety or rest or confusing. It yeah. just feels no. Know, that that opening, as I say, that might be a perfect film opening, but because of that, you kind of have to go with the expectation of okay, the rest of the movie also has to be of this quality, though, you know. And yeah. it is for the most part, but it's just like you got to wait for those certain things to happen. Right. But I wouldn't say that it's slow, you know. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think some of the music is a bit repetitive. There are three or four songs in this film, and the comedy songs are really funny, but then you hear them eight more times. It's like, uh, you could probably use a few more pieces of music. Mm-hmm. But then Jackie Chan sings over the theme song, and it's all better. So, you know? yeah, that's all that <laughs> Yeah. Um, redeemed in the end. So, yeah, if you're looking for Hong Kong action movies, there are plenty of them are on YouTube, because I guess no one bothers to check the copyright <laughs> on those. 
Uh, I strongly recommend the John Woo film Hard Boiled. That's the one where they have the shootout in the bird restaurant. And that that opening, I wouldn't say it it rivals this one, but it's it's up there in terms of a shootout, you know. It's it's pretty good, you know. Nice. And then I saw a very strange movie called We Are Going to Eat You, which is also an action comedy. That's a ridiculous film. I'll watch that one in person with you. That I cannot believe that movie exists. Already. They stole the 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 score for Suspiria in that one. Like the actual really? music from the film just plays in the background the whole time. The first time. one? Nice. Yeah, and I think the Indiana Jones score is in there too. Very strange. But yeah. Dude. Um the police story is just what they did is they took Killer Bean and made it real life. <laughs> <laughs> of course, finally. Killer Bean is the only American film that rivals the action of this movie. <laughs> and the comedy. Unironically, you know. <laughs> what a strange film. We should do that someday. <laughs> oh, we should. Um, we should. So, yeah. Um, Whose recommendation is next? I guess I have one question. Ooh, but ooh. Okay. Because I guess it's sort of relevant. We talked about a Hong Kong film today, and Ari, you'll see why I'm reluctant to ask this, because I don't know if you'll have an answer. But I have wanted to ask for a long time what international cinemas you guys think are the best. No. <laughs> I couldn't name one. <laughs> um, I, you know... I mean, I have a very detailed response, but that's unfair because I had time to think. Yeah. M-Z. A-M-Z? What? Oh, no, I don't mean... New Zealand? I don't mean foreign theaters. I meant, like, foreign, like, markets of film. Oh. Oh. A-M-Z is what they have on the demilitarized zone in North Korea. (laughs) (laughs) It was AMC, but just yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. We, I, have you seen any like foreign films beyond what we've done on the podcast? What have hmm. we done here? We've done a Korean film. We've done a Russian film. We've done a we've French done film. A French film, a Hong Kong film. Ari, you've seen. Um, never mind. You haven't seen. It. I was gonna say you've seen Pan's Labyrinth. Maybe you have. No. Oh, I, 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 I must have. I'm sure you've seen. It. You, you took AP Spanish. He saw Roma. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I've seen. I've seen La Luna's Misma. <laughs> you've I've seen, seen Teresa. Yeah. I did not see Teresa. Oh, have you seen Maria Full of Grace? The one where they stick uh, condoms full of cocaine in her to transport nope. on the plane. That nope. one's that one's pretty messed up. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. you watched that in a school. I saw El Internado though. Yeah, El Internado is a classic. Um, mm, perfect, but it's not a movie, so we can't talk about it. Wes, I don't know how many foreign <laughs> films you've seen necessarily, but no, I've seen. Well, let's see. I've seen a lot of Japanese animated films, uh, yeah. of course. If we're going <laughs> animated films, I mean, Japan kind of wins. Yeah, but... Japan. Japan's got some great animated films. France uh, has some good animated films too, though. They're they do. Strange, uh, but what, what was the the hand one? I, There's the hand I lost one my last body. year. Yeah. I lost my body. There's. A lot of like very nice like traditionally hand-drawn ones that they have that look like pencil illustrations in a kid's book they're all, they're all mm-hmm. yeah i think because what animated films are also just as weird this well i mean you, you get you get the weird ones but you also get the miyazaki ones so yeah i mean this, yeah. you can't pretend that spirit away is a normal movie though no yeah but it's weird in a different way i think that yeah. ari is talking yeah. about 
Oh, that's um, right. We did your name. That was Japanese. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we did Rashomon. You've seen at least two Japanese films. So by definition, it has to be Japanese. You've seen film. all of them, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking of French, yeah, Raw. I like that a lot. But I think... Oh, yeah. I forgot about Raw. Uh, of what I've Damn seen... It. Of what I've seen, I'm not saying it's the best, but, you know, there's a lot of good Korean films, you know? Yeah, Korea, I've, definitely. I've seen... Well, I think I've only seen Parasite, so I am <laughs> yeah. pretty good. <laughs> well, I, I think I think you might like Snowpiercer a lot, Ari. That's by Bong Joon-ho as well. Um, I mean, we've talked about, what, the hosts on <laughs> Bone before, and I've heard good things about, like, Train to Busan and all that. Um, look, I just want a Korean movie that's not about zombies or trains. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think... I'm trying to think what else... British films, uh, what, what's his face? <laughs> the Baby Driver Man, Edgar Wright. Oh, he makes yeah, some yeah. good movies. David Lean, you know, yeah. the Ardman movies are all great. Shaun the yeah. Sheep, Wallace and Gromit, great yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know. What are you spotting? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Danny Boyle is actually very good. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Well, what's Those your guys. answer, Nick? My answer? I know my answer. What's your answer? Oh, what's your Ari? answer? I'll is go after it... Nick. I know what it is, though. I'll, I'll let you say it when we get there, then. I actually, I think that they, these countries go through waves, right? I'd say, overall, Japan probably has the best collection of films. I think they've been consistently good forever. The most recent foreign films I've seen, some of the best have been Japan. Um, I'd say pre-1940s uh, Soviet cinema is, like, really good. Soviet cinema is the best thing to come out of the Soviet Union. It's the only good thing to come out of the Soviet Union, I would argue. <laughs> Space race. Their, their architecture and their films are pretty good. Yeah, and their their flying dogs are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'd say you know French cinema in in the fifties and sixties is very good. The I've been watching a lot of Czech films recently, and they're insane. Um, there's a five year period of time where they just decided to make crazy movies, and they're all really good. Oh, we watched a German film too, by the way. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Um, We've also you've also seen a Ugandan film, Ari. Yeah, Damn it, yeah, that was mine. I was yeah, gonna say. Um, <laughs> right now, I think Korean cinema for the last twenty years has been the best. But yeah, Germany's always good. France is always good. Um, you know, Alfonso Cuarón makes good movies. Mexican mm -hmm. cinema's got some bangers. Um, I really American like these Asian films, though. So I think Korea. Japan, Did you say American or Korean art? Yeah, I know American's not foreign by definition, <laughs> yeah. but I'm curious. Does does American win? I you know I don't know if I can compare because America is such a broad category. We've just we've seen so many American movies. Yeah, yeah, and like That's you know fair. I love Bollywood. I will never ever say it is the best cinema because it is ridiculous and stupid. Even the good <laughs> movies that come out of there, there are mm. very fine films, like actual films that exist in India. But current Bollywood, fun as it is, is stupid and dumb, and I love it. And of course, <laughs> Wakaliwood will always be my favorite place yes, in the world. Indeed, same here. Uganda represents movie, movie, movie. movie. Af African cinema has been getting very good the last decade or so. Even, mm -hmm. even they've always been like making films slowly and steadily, but recently they've they've really picked up the pace. You can watch some very strange Nigerian films on Netflix, and they're all very very fun. The wedding, the wedding party, uh, Chief Daddy is pretty good. It's got uh, falls in it. 
the the guy that sings this is Nigeria. Oh yeah, I know Pauls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you know who these Nigerian rappers are, Ari. <laughs> I know Pauls. That's the only one I know. Yeah. Um, you know, South Africa makes movies. They're making that movie with a. Uh, the dead guy who's the dead guy james the, dean yeah james dean mm-hmm. that's a south african film that still exists i haven't heard anything about it since we first talked about it though so hopefully they just stopped making it during yeah. corona mm-hmm. i hope that movie disappears well, but that'd the be the easy one that could work yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the only actors that can still act are the dead ones because <laughs> they can't catch it I've also, you know, I I can't back this up because I haven't seen anything from this country, but Iranian cinema is apparently really, really good. Some of the traditionally regarded as the greatest filmmakers of all time have come out of Iran, which, you know, sure. Interesting. Um, the even like the the that movie A Separation won Best Foreign Film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never heard of an Iran. Ashgar film. Farhadi is the guy that was supposed to win Best Director but wasn't allowed in the U.S back in 2016 so uh or 2017 whenever that happened they they're doing good things over there is all i'll say mm-hmm. oh. um i wouldn't say any country makes only bad movies except italy seems to specialize in them during the 80s at least <laughs> um but what do i know what apparently a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry all I right made my goal to see foreign films that was good. I respect it. It's all about that diversity. I'm just saying, it's all about the films from Papua New Guinea, you know? Exactly. Uh, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yes. From uh, Zimbabwe. Mm. They like their documentaries, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, do, is that the only question we have? Yeah, that's my question. Okay, I, Maybe, have I mean, if you guys have questions, I do we have, have a question time. for you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, you have a question for me? <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite foreign movie theater? <laughs> My favorite foreign movie theater. Well, let me just say, uh, we got the Egyptian theater here in Hollywood. In Egypt, they've got the American theater. It's just a KFC bucket. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Love to hear it. I'd like All to right. go to the, the cinema where DJ Emmy does his live performances. That's probably my favorite foreign theater. Oh, yeah. Mm. That'd be dope. Yeah. You'll love to movie, see movie, it. Movie, movie, movie. <laughs> yeah. We'll get an right. Indiegogo going, so we can go to Uganda. We'll do the Pwn Uganda trip. I'm not sure I want to go to Uganda with you guys. <laughs> Why do you say you guys, like, were the problem there? <laughs> oh, no. We started the genocide. Yeah. <laughs> Coney 2012, am I right, boys? Yes, sir. Yeah. More like Coney 2020. <laughs> 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 so there's no That's reaction. <laughs> I uh, wish this was on film. Yeah. So yeah. That was a proper spit take. All right, Wes. <laughs> so there's no there's no listener questions. No, but I have a question for you, Wes. Okay. What is? Who do the thing? I I, I shall. I was do gonna the... say what is your recommendation, but we gotta first acknowledge we're coming up on a multiple of five here yeah that means it's a guest episode yeah Wes, tell us about our guest and what movie our guest wants us to watch our guest is the esteemed benjamin s blackstone um a man who has appeared in a movie of ours i have a question for wesley ask (laughs) is the middle name actually start with an s or you make that up it does start with an s 
Okay. That was, Sylvester. That was uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone blasts yeah. <laughs> Yes. He's he's appeared. What? He's 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 only in Dawn of the Damned. He's in Dawn of the Damned. He, you know, he's in. Uh, he's oh, he's in Heart he's of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Few a long time avid Is he in? Uh, is he in the? The A Push music video. Yeah, 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 yeah. But is he also in the one where Wesley was tied up? On the stage. No, he was. He wasn't. Oh, mm, no, he wasn't. No, I don't think so. He okay. wasn't there for that one, unfortunately enough. Was he that, was that the ponies? Though. That was the poners. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, poners. Ben Blackstone <laughs> is on the next episode. <laughs> this man who is in things. We'll okay. We we know him. You know him. Probably not. Um, <laughs> he will be on the next episode, and he has graciously asked us to watch the. Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, other guy films, Don Rickles film, <laughs> Casino. So that's your first movie homework for uh, for the next episode. Now, Ari, fair warning, Casino is a long film, but I promise you it's immensely better than Irishman. I haven't seen okay. it, so I can't back that up. Okay, so since it's a long film, it's I can better. probably expect... Wesley to also recommend a very long film. <laughs> yes, yes, Ari. I'm glad that you asked because I re- this time I recommended a three and a half hour war <laughs> epic. Um, <laughs> no, I recommended. Thank goodness. I recommended uh, a film that's actually under two hours. You're welcome, Ari. Woo! Uh, yeah, you get two, two, two in I a row. I love my friends. It's two minutes. Two in a row. It's two minutes long. <laughs> it's a video starring George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Um, anyway, my film, you know, okay, here, here, here's some backstory for my film. Here's some backstory that okay. I know you guys will all be riveted in as to, this, this is actually, this isn't me trying to hide the title. I'll just say it, but I'll tell you guys why I'm picking this film. I'm picking this film knowing that, I don't know, Ben probably has seen this movie before, knowing him, but mm-hmm. because one time I was on a school bus with him, we were, we, we were on a field trip. And uh, I looked up to see what he was doing on his computer, and he was watching a movie. And that movie was the two-and-a-half-hour-long David Fincher film Zodiac. But that's not the oh. movie that we're watching oh. today, okay. because I've like, already seen... it be under two and also over two? <laughs> <laughs> I've already seen Zodiac. You've already seen Zodiac, maybe. Um, but, yeah. yeah, Nick's seen it. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. But you Where know what is it, this going? <laughs> you know what it it also is. What? It's it's. Thank you for asking, Mick. Because <laughs> I was just gonna tell you anyway. It's a thriller. So I'm just gonna recommend uh, a thriller. The, the music video. To the thriller? music video thriller. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be recommending. The suspense. <laughs> Say the name. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm the so name scared. is Psycho. But not the one by Alfred Hitchcock, and not, <laughs> and not the one with Vince Vaughn. Okay, it's gonna God. be one of the American kind, uh, okay. starring Christian Bale. Uh, oh snap! Okay. Yeah, that's right. Oh, can you say the actual name of the film so Ari knows what we're talking about? <laughs> the movie about? is Psycho. Who is American? <laughs> American Psycho. American Sniper, yes. That is the film that we're watching <laughs> for next time. Casino and American Psycho. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be watching Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes. Oh. 
End it quick, Wesley. <laughs> I'll kill it. I'll kill it. Thank you for listening to this episode 34 of Phone, the official podcast of Phone. <laughs> What do you want from me? I'm doing the outro. (laughs) I'm doing the outro, okay? It's been a great time here today with all you guys. Be sure to listen to our podcast. Send help, please. Be sure to listen to this episode and rate it and like it and comment. Ask us a question so that Nick doesn't have to ask us questions that he is the only one who answers. Um, and please, 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 roll a hundred-sided die. And if any of the numbers are less than 101... Okay, subscribe to our This episode's over. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>